Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, by the time you read this, number 22.5, point <laughs> uh, five because uh, Bully Boy Barkley had two goes at the job. So uh, number 22.5 will have had time to read through the pile in her red box and know everything there is to know about the NHS, the current state of play and what the issues are. And based on her wide experience of never actually ever running anything at all, her in-depth understanding of organisational dynamics and industrial relations, she'll be ready to take on the responsibility for the nation's biggest employer and the government department that touches the lives of pretty well all 60 million of us. Dare I say cradle to grave, Fix the strikes, sort out the funding deficit, make sure no one dies waiting, clear up bully boys' wreckage and leap tall buildings in a single stride. I'm not hopeful. I do hope that she will not try and compensate for her inexperience by having the vision thing. If the NHS England board take my advice, they'll send her on an extended national tour of hospitals, virtual wards, paediatric units, and do the one thing that Bully Boy could never do, let them get on with running the NHS. Taking on any new job, if you're experienced and qualified, is daunting. Doing it with zilch of either will either lead to a total meddling disaster or a harmonious, benign, protectionist role managing external boundaries with the likes of the Treasury. Managing priorities is part of a new job. And how often do we hear people say they have five priorities? This usually comes from the David Brent School of Management, people who haven't quite mastered the English language. To be clear, priority means prime concern, a fact or condition above all others and the most important consideration. Well, look, take your pick. ICBs are drowning in debt. There's a shortfall in funding following the strike. Social care's on its knees. Domiciliary care sector is broken. Strikes and the threat of more dilapidated estates, some parts actually dangerous. Management of the system with the use of technology and data analysis next to impossible. Hospitals with no EP, uh, EPR. Scant interoperability out-of-date systems, primary care overwhelmed, working at the outside edge of what's safe and no prospect of increasing capacity, improvements in secondary care productivity proving impossible, unachievable carbon reduction targets, nurse recruitment falling, poor industrial relations with reports of bullying, very commonplace, and a whole lot more I'm sure that you could add to. If you Google managing priorities, you'll find pages and pages of three steps and five steps and apps and how to do it ideas include something called the Eisenhower Matrix, which is worth a look. Mostly they don't work. If you look at my list, you'll see they can all claim to be priorities. If you're in IT, you'll say us. If you're in estates, you'll shout me first. That's because the NHS has no clarity about its actual goals what it's trying to achieve apart from muddle through. The NHS Constitution, well, that's no help. It's so full of motherhood and apple pie, it could have been written by Mr Kipling. You'd struggle to find anyone who's read it, overlay that with trust 215 mission statements and you have a pile of uselessness. NHS England has 20-odd pages of priorities, key tasks and essential actions, including, quote, transforming the NHS for the future. 
give me strength. We don't have a system in place for prioritization, just a lot of conflicting guidance and wish lists add to that the distraction of the day job and running to catch up. The NHS is a place where many times prioritizing isn't possible because prioritizing involves saying no, and no is often not acceptable. Where everything is important, systems and processes should be in place to avoid priority. But most NHS systems have been overwhelmed. That gives way to the urgency effect and I linked to a, a, a bit of academic study on it. it's quite a it's a short read and worth looking the urgency effect where urgency is pursued over importance urgent is part of the NHS every day and everything is important to somebody priority there is a way figure out whose priority every specialty Department, worker, organisation will have their claim to priority. To untangle the NHS priority pile, we need to find one that chimes with politicians, the public and the people in the system. And there is one. It's waiting lists. Waiting. Waiting is linked to pretty well every part of the service. Flow, capacity, discharge, workforce, estates. It's the stripe in the NHS toothpaste. It's a political promise a public priority, and our people's mission. If I was the one with a red box, I'd want the waiting list deconstructed. Just who's waiting for what and where? Some are, some are waiting for a simple online conversation through to multiple appointments for clinical complexity. I'd only spend a pound, make a change, do something new if I could demonstrate it would in some way bring people quicker to whatever it is they're waiting for. It's not numbers in the absolute that's important. It's the direction of travel and the trajectory. Create the time and space for the NHS to deliver. Step back and watch the numbers fall. Step forward and take the credit. Well, <laughs> that's what politicians do. It must be the priority that everyone would buy into. Come to work for not just the what and the why of the shift, but being part of the wow as the numbers come down. Crystal clear focus, galvanizing effort, and the will to succeed. It'll take leadership. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly and I hope we'll speak again soon.